Hello and welcome to Two Peds in a Pod, the medical education podcast from the Children's Emergency Department in Derby. I'm your host Ian Loons and I'm very pleased to be joined today uh, by Mr Dan Perry. Uh, good morning Dan, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Um, and just to introduce you, Dan is a consultant paediatric orthopaedic surgeon and National Institute for Health Research clinical scientist based at Oxford, is that right? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a controversial life. I, I'm based at Alder Hay in Liverpool, but um, like my academic works in in Oxford. So uh, so a slightly double double life. But 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 hey, that's uh, that, that that's how life goes sometimes. That's a heck of a commute. <laughs> They're just around the corner. <laughs> so um, and we're going to talk force today. So the, the force study. Um, so just to sort of introduce it, how did you, how did how did force start, and and how did you get involved? Sure. So, so force started uh, initially out on the back of a nice guideline. So, the nice um, guidelines concerning uh, uh, concerning uh, minor uh, minor fractures, so non complex fractures, um, recommended has got five research recommendations, uh, and one of those key research recommendations from Nice uh, was about the management of torus fractures, uh, and it asked whether we need to treat them at all. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, so initially. Um, uh, I saw the research recommendation from Nice, uh, and I thought, how about we, you know, we, we get a project, get a study going around this. So we started building a uh, started building a team and started talking to patients, uh, and it became very apparent talking to patients that, that that trying to do a study comparing nothing with what we do now, so we do a splint or cast, wasn't really going to float. Uh, as patients kept telling me, we're not really cool with nothing. Yeah. We, we don't want that. So, so fortunately, uh, uh, NIHR, so the National Institute of Health Research, then put out a call um, for for this trial. So we'd, we'd been working on the background, so it was it was perfect. They they released a call, um, and and they asked for a trial of of whatever we do now versus nothing. But that nothing could in, could in, in, include giving people a bandage as 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 perhaps some reassurance and some support to to make it a bit more acceptable to patients and, and families. Okay, so and that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because it's you know I think when people we sort of say to people you've got a fracture there, there's the expectation of you're going to do something, and actually as you say, selling the concept of do you know what I'm going to do nothing must have been you know is quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's really challenging, and 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 if I'm honest, some some clinicians have pushed back against me because because they feel we should be doing nothing, much like ankle sprains, um, but but it's quite it's really hard to sell that trial to parents and children. Uh, so, so so I think we've come up with a compromise that, that kind of works, um, but but no, it's tough. Yeah. So um, once you've got your sort of idea for a study, that the, the next important bit is to come up with the acronym, isn't it? And, and that's, you know, the most important part of research is what's that. So what does FORCE stand for then? Uh, so, so FORCE stands for the Forearm uh, Recovery in Children Evaluation. Excellent. So if we sort of think then through in a sort of a PICO style about the research, who are the population that your your group is interested in? Sure. So the population uh, is children between uh, four and 16 years old. Um, it's um, split. Essentially, it's split into two trials. There's a trial of, uh, of four to seven year olds and then there's a trial of above eight year olds. Uh, and the reason we've done that is this is a really, really common injury. So we can afford to be a bit playful. In how we designed the study, uh, because we we're expecting large numbers, uh, and so we, we've split into two groups because obviously the younger group can self-report, yep. and the older, sorry, the younger group are, are parental reported, yep. 
and the older groups can self-report. Uh, so we've, we've split into two trials, so we're not muddying the waters between self-reported and, and parent-reported. Uh, and also the, the bigger numbers give us a lot more power to do secondary analyses and things. Okay. And is, is there sort of a time frame from when they've injured themselves to presenting that, that sort of includes them or excludes them? Yeah, so it's within 36 hours of the initial injury. Okay. Just uh, why did the group pick that out of interest? Yeah, that, that was... Uh, that, we, we wanted something that was, that we wanted an injury that was um, uh, uh, relatively soon, yeah. so relatively fresh. The primary outcome, um, uh, so I know I'm slightly jumping ahead in the PICO, but Sorry? the primary outcome's at, at pain at three days. Um, and given given the primary outcome's an early outcome, we didn't want an injury which is kind of four or five days, days down the line when it presents, because in essence, we're already past the primary outcome point. So, so we wanted to, to, to have fairly fresh fractures and have an early primary outcome because that's what parents and children told us what was important to them. Okay. Um, and thinking then about your sort of uh, exclusion criteria. So, an injury, you know, clearly children outside that age, an old injury excludes you. Is there anything else sort of exclude you? Um, so, so if you've got um, if you've got other fractures outside outside the wrist, uh, if you've got bilateral fractures, that that's a uh, uh, that's an exclusion, uh, but otherwise it's a fairly all-encompassing trial. Pretty much, pretty much everything's in as long as it's a, a unique, as long as it's a buckle fracture. So there's no, so there's no true break in the cortex yeah. um, of the radius. Uh, the ulna can be as as smashed as you like, as long as the radius is just the just the buckle where everyone's in. Fine, and you know this is this is a really common injury, isn't it? I think I was reading uh, half a million presentations in the UK a year. Yeah, well, that, that's what Nice came up with in their report. I, I must admit that, um, it, that that sounded a little a little high even to me. But 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 hey, I mean, it, it's certainly super common. Okay. Um, and and in the first couple of months of the study, you know, we're seeing huge volumes. We've, we've got 200, 240 patients pretty much in the first few months. So it's it's really astonishing. Okay. Um, so Dutch group, your intervention, as we said, is sort of standard care versus you know a soft bandage basically isn't it yeah well, so it's standard care versus versus offering a soft bandage mm. so so there's some so so people don't have to take up the offer people can take it home people can uh, do what they want with the soft bandage but but that's the you know that that's the the, the reassurance that the parents take home with them should should uh, that their child become poorly at night or okay. you know have, have pain at night well Okay. Um, comparison group we've talked about it and, and you said primary outcome is, is, is reported pain at three days yeah any other outcomes that you guys are looking for yeah sure so um so primary outcomes uh, as we said pain at three days using one baker uh, and we're we're also looking at, uh, at pain throughout whole um whole six weeks um follow-up period at, at multiple time points uh, as well as that we're looking at uh, an outcome called promise so promise is uh, is a uh, uh, an outcome developed by the NIH, uh, which looks at upper limb function in children. So it's it's the only really good m- uh, measure of upper limb function in children, and, and it's a relatively new measure. It's it's quite a cool measure, and I'm a bit of a geek about this because it's a computer adaptive test. Okay. Uh, and that means that that there's a bank of thirty two questions, I think, uh, and on average, the the computer asks only eight questions. So they're all slightly different depending on your response to the previous question. Uh, and uh, and so, but based on those uh, eight or so questions, it will give you a T score about your your overall function. 
so it, it's quite clever and it's 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 quite a good way of, uh, of of using the most of technology to 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 deliver studies. Uh, so in addition to Promise, then we've also got EQ5D, which is a uh, the standard way that, that NICE uh, assign utility scores, so assign cost effectiveness to studies. Um, and we've got some measures of uh, other measures of uh, health economics. Okay. Um, so having looked at that, Pico, then what sort of numbers did you sort of want to get or think you would get when, when you looked at the study? Yes, yeah, so, so the magic number is 696 participants. Uh, uh, so across the whole trial, so, so we split that into... Uh, like I said, we split that into two groups. Yep. We're, we're powered to uh, identify a difference in uh, one face on the Wong Baker score. Okay. Um, uh, but we're we're powered for each of the two two separate groups. So the younger children and the older children were powered separately. So, so so yeah. So that that's the magic number, and it's 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 a big number, um, but it it seems very achievable within the timescale. Okay, um, and, and yeah, moving on to that, when did you open, and what is your sort of time frame for this? So, um, so we opened a little late. So we've been open for where are we now? So we're in May now. So we've been open for about three months, um, uh, and uh, we open late. So we we, we hit uh, we hit opening sites really hard um, initially, uh, and that m- has made us catch up at, at really astonishing rate to, to what our original predicted recruitment curve was, um, that the plan is to recruit everyone by December. Um, so that's going to be uh, a little under a year of recruitment, um, uh, plus the six weeks follow up. So a pretty, pretty quick study. Uh, and we're, we're well on target at the moment. And that's, you know, so it's, as you say, it's a fairly short period to get quite a lot of people. Um, and of course, that relies very much on, on sort of collaboration with other centres. How did you guys, guys go about sort of getting that collaboration? So, so if I'm completely honest, um, PERUKI, which is the, yeah. um, I always stand, forget what it stands for, the Paediatric Emergency Medicine Research Collaborative of UK and, and Ireland. Yeah. Um, so, um, so they've been fantastic. Um, so, so early on, I, I approached Baruki and said, "Look, we kids orthopedic surgeons are, are keen to deliver this study, or keen to help deliver this study." And, and uh, Damien Rowland and, and uh, Shruk um, Shruk Messiah uh, from um, uh, Shruk's Order Hay, yeah. uh, they came on board and, and, and just jumped jumped in with it. And so, so we've been pretty much thick as thieves uh, from the start of the study, and and. You know, at some hospitals, orthopaedic surgeons are delivering it. At most hospitals, it's the Peruki group delivering it, and it's really been fantastic. And it's, in many ways, it's brought uh, at many places. Certainly, Order Hay has brought PDD and Peds Ortho really close together, and it's it's been great. Well, that's interesting. And you know, uh, where I work, obviously, Derby's has been involved with Peruki, and, and we're involved with Force. And uh, we just finished. I just spoke to to Shrew the other day about a study that that Peruki got involved in called Eclipse. And um, what she was sort of saying is actually it demonstrates that that EDs can work together to to deliver this this research that maybe we we hadn't before. So it's great to hear that that, that you know that collaboration's occurring. No, it's fantastic, uh, and we've got many more studies uh, in the pipeline where where where, where forces forces come from. Excellent. Now. For many people, actually, you know, it's 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 an interesting topic to pick, and it's an interesting sort of intervention to, to go with. But I think for some people, the really interesting bit of force is that it's the first properly sort of online, exclusively online 
trial. There's there's very little, there's no paperwork involved as far as I can see. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's it's really cool, um, and 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 it's really cool because we're we're delivering the first online trial, um, and it's that's not just in Peds ED. We're delivering the first online trial in NRHR, so we're we're wholly online, um, and so it, it really is great, and and even the the the. The, the kind of people that run NIHR, like Jonathan Sheffield, have, have come and looked at Force um, and said, you know, this is really cool. You know, how how can we how can we roll this sort of thing across you know across NIHR? So it's really exciting. Why did you decide to go with with that sort of exclusively online uh, approach? Oh, uh, so I'm uh, I'm I'm not a proper disruptor, but I'm a little bit disruptive. You know, I, I kind of uh, I I. I I have never really followed a normal path into research, so so my my path into research has always been accidental, okay. um, and I've never really I've never really stuck with the rules, um, and and so when when a trials unit tells me you know I, I can't do something that that's normally that's normally an invitation for me to try my hardest to do it. So when I first came to doing clinical trials and clinical research, everyone wanted me to fill in pieces of paper and you know write patient information sheets in conventional ways, and and to be honest, it, it was really outdated. So. With my previous study, which um, which I had funded for my clinician scientist study, uh, we started set up. Well, I set up a, a national surveillance system in orthopedics, which was wholly online, uh, and we've essentially used the the bones of that to start to start a trial platform, and it's really cool. And for, for people who sort of not use this or not been involved, I mean, we are talking. It is all done online. All the consent is online. All the information's online, and all the follow up is, is sort of done electronically, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, yeah, yeah. Everything's everything's online. It's and it's it's working really, really well. Um, so so you know the people people have some reservations about it. So research nurses have, have had some initial reservations about it because uh, even the delegation log and all the kind of the back end, the back end stuff is all online. So people weren't quite sure how that's going to work. And uh, in all honesty, it, it's worked. You know, it's worked beautifully. Um, the text message follow up to patients is all automated. So. So people, so all the text messages, like it's a big study, so it's quite hard to manage, but but text messages get fired out automatically at four o'clock each night to to ask parents to to fill it in. If they haven't completed it, it, it fires another reminder at the, the, uh, the seven o'clock in the evening at kind of bedtime and then the following morning. And, you know, it, and then, then it does stop harassing them a little bit. But, it, it, you know, it's it's fairly, uh, it, you know, it's just amazing the way it works. And, you know, our, 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 from the first, from the second message, the 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 responses is about eighty percent, um, uh, so, so that's eighty percent. You know, follow up within two text messages is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, I think it's it's clearly the way. Well, I think it's clearly the way forward because I think one of the the barriers, certainly for you know people recruiting, people getting involved, and and clearly for for people participating, is the filling in of forms. Whereas people will respond to a text generally, as you say. No, absolutely, and, and and we've seen that there were some initial anxieties about it, um, but but yeah, I mean, and, and certainly the the best follow up is is very much in the early days when people still care about the yeah. injury, so so up to about a week follow ups good, you know, well over ninety percent, and then it drops off a little bit at, at the three weeks and the six week mark, which is kind of interesting because if they complete their six week follow up, then they automatically send a send a, a, a ten pound gift voucher. Um, so, so it's kind of it's it's interesting to me that follow ups worse at the, 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 the six week stage when when we tell them look if you do this you're going to get you know you're going to get money to to re- rec- recompense you for for any out of pocket expenses during the study 
so so I was kind of shocked by that. Okay, um, I, I guess and the other sort of in terms of thinking of pushback from pe- people getting involved in this is well, what if it goes down online? What if I can't log in? Those sorts of things. Have you had any particular problems with that at all? So so whenever we set up studies, there's always a few hiccups, and so this is the first online trial. So there's been a few minor hiccups along the way. Um, uh, I've got a great IT guy called Duncan who uh, uh, who 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 he is amazing at how much he's uh, he's online. Uh, so he can fix anything at, at most times a day. So he's been he's been really good. Uh, but there hasn't been a huge volume of problems, um, uh, and and even now we're innovating slightly to try and uh, to try and make things more stable and, and make things better. Um, in terms of you know not being able to recruit, um, uh, it, this is one of those studies that that is so heavily dependent on computers because. Like I say, that that promise outcome is very much a computer adaptive test. So, so this study would never work on paper because oh. I couldn't use that outcome. So, so it, it's you know it, it's thoroughly computer based. And I think f- for that reason, do you get the sense that a lot of people actually in in sort of the research community are going to be looking at this and saying, "Is this the way forward?" Uh, I hope so. We've we've certainly had a lot of interest from from other groups. Uh, uh, the CRN have been uh, so part of NHR have been very interested in what we're doing. And um, our, our next study called Science, uh, which is about epicondyle fractures in in children's uh, elbows, uh, that opens in the same, very much in the same way as this. That opens this week, um, and then we've just had another study funded, uh, which is doing the same sort of stuff. So we're uh, so so you know we're we're rolling it out across our studies. Uh, in kids, uh, and then the, uh, part of part of my group is also doing the same in adults. Perfect. And my understanding is that, that Cochrane are looking out for the, the results of this study as well. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, so, so Cochrane, in their latest um, uh, review about the management of risk fractures, uh, cited forces, uh, uh, you know, as, as as something happening. And you know, it's, it's, there's so few trials in children's orthopaedic surgery when when or you know in children's children's injuries. Uh, when one happens, you know it's 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 you know it's it's pretty cool and pretty exciting. So Cochrane are, Cochrane are looking at this, and, and like I say, we've got you know there's a whole host of studies which are just about to kick off and start. So so you know the the, the combination of Peruki and the combination of Biscos, so the British Society of Children's Orthopaedic Surgery, getting together, it, it really is a fighting force, and I hope we can answer many of those questions that. That, that we're very uncertain about in, in children's injuries. Absolutely. Um, so closing towards the end of the year, when are you guys hoping to sort of start publishing, start releasing some of the data? Uh, so so there's six weeks follow-up and then about three months of uh, 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 looking through the data and, and starting to, to pull things together. So so I'm hoping uh, May time uh, will be when we'll, we'll get the results out. So, so I guess the Peruki meeting next year. Perfect. Excellent. So in about a year's time, we can look, look forward to that and, and hopefully sort of learn more about, say, how, how the electronic recruiting worked and what worked and what didn't work. But, you know, it's, it's, it's incredibly uh, innovative. And, and, you know, as I say, I, I think clearly the way forward. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely. Well, thank you so much for your, your time today, Dan. And, and uh, we'll let you get back to going tripping children up to recruit more for the study. <laughs> Look forward to it. Take care. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thanks.